You are listening to Get Real Podcast. Then we're back in the fishbowl once again. Once again. That's a good Australian accent you got there, Bo. I don't know if that was Australian. I don't know where that came from. But <laughs> I have a surprise for you. It was supposed to be kind of two aspects to this surprise. But okay. shipping, um, I ordered something for our get real whatever we are. What our lithos cry uh, thing. It's becoming a thing. It is becoming a thing. It is. Well, I ordered us something. Ooh. And the website, I don't know if I can remember the website. Anyway, I got us these these beer pint glasses. Okay. 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 And on each one of the pint glasses, it's got a different thing. It may be um, by faith alone, but in the Latin. All right. It may be the Trinity in this cool symbol about nice. the Trinity. It may have one, you'll like this, the one that says, um, what is it? Post Tenebris Lux. After the darkness, light, and it oh, was a I Reformation thing. So, okay. in a sense, it's Reformation glassware. I love it. It's from Missional, I believe, is the name of the website. Okay. Well, I got it, and I'm not drinking beer anymore. We don't. We're not against it, but nope. it's like I don't. I don't drink beer anymore. I eat mostly meat, and I'm losing weight and all that stuff. But okay, I wanted to do an on the air kombucha test oh. tasting. Okay, so oh, hold on. kombucha time. Kombucha, this stuff is awesome. Well, it's my replacement bubbly. It's the replacement bubbly. I got it. All right. And I am a little bit. I am a little bit thirsty. Right okay. Now. Well, I'm going to start you out. Synergy. This is GT's kombucha. Uh huh. Right? Trilogy flavor. Now, Trilogy. I'm going to back away from the uh, delicate. Oh uh, yeah. From, equipment here. <laughs> I can see sparks flying in just a second. Okay, people. For a narrative here, the bottle just opened. The cap. You hear that? Okay. That's the snap of now, the cap. You know what? I'm going to pour. And Glenn, I've always wanted to give you the boot. <laughs> so no. I got a boot. This shape. I, I figured we would use these two until the other ones get I here. Am I am going to have them. Okay. Here. I'm going to put a picture of that boot mug on the uh, social media. We got. Okay. Go cool. ahead. Go and ahead. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to see if we can get the. Oh, yeah. Listen to the bubbly. Listen to the bubbly. All right. All right. Get that in there. Okay. Okay. Let me see. I come from kind of a. Yeah, go ahead. (sighs) Ooh, that is good bubbly. That is. Isn't that a wild flavor? The thing I like about kombucha is it's somewhat fermented. Yeah. uh, And it gives you energy. It really does. And it's good for your gut biome as well. It is good for your gut biome. It's really good for you. And you know what I like is it's got frothy bubbles, but it doesn't have gluten and it's not going to get us in left field doctrinally because we've (laughs) gone all post Luther on everybody. Um, (laughs) You can come up with some really strange doctrines when you're like, (laughs) (laughs) we're not going to go there. (laughs) No. Well, here's the deal. I come from a very interesting 
family. No, and, really? Uh, yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> well, back in the 90s, okay, like in 1993, I remember going home. I had graduated from college, and I come home, and in the refrigerator, they get this big vat, like glass jar. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what is that? And I take the wrapper off the top, and I look down in it, and there's like this mushroom floating in this weird water, and they're like, oh, that's kombucha. It's like this special. So since the er- yeah. the early 90s, I've been drinking this been stuff. Just- and then now it's like all over the place and it's it's unbelievable. But Dan, you are I don't care what anybody says, but you are a trendsetter. Oh yeah. It was Absolutely. me. It was all, no, totally, I, no, totally. I'm you. the black sheep of that uh-huh. family. I was like all like, you know, Mountain Dew and Reese's cups for, for <laughs> quite some time. Here's something I like about the the bottle, is it's somewhat psychedelic. Oh yeah? Yeah. Take a look at that bottle. Oh yeah. Let's see. Yeah, synergy. synergy. Oh yeah, GTs. Yeah, quite good stuff. It, though, it is isn't good it? stuff. Yeah, trilogy. And the cool thing about it, this is my one type of uh, thing where I can break my my diet a little bit. It's like uh, sixteen carbs. Oh, per, that's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. That's at all. nothing. So. Oh, this is good. This is good stuff. I am ready to do some intense podcasting okay, so now, man. Just a warning. Oh, if anything gonna... goes wrong <laughs> it's doctrinally, <laughs> it's because of GT's kombucha. Can you feeling the synergy? I am. I'm feeling. I'm feeling the synergy right well, now. Well, you know what mine is? Mine is guava goodness. Guava goodness, and it's delicious. Here you go, sir. Clank. Oh, deliciousness. We we have a good time in the fishbowl, don't we? I love it in here. I look forward to this every week when we do this, when we have the opportunity to do it. Unfortunately, we had to take a break last week because I was on a little road trip. Yeah, Ooh, you were. Segway. No, well, nice about segue. That, that the, was the, good. The prep. It's I the mean, kombucha. Glenn, it's just the kombucha. It, okay, it was the kombucha. <laughs> kombucha. <laughs> kombucha. So... I had the opportunity to go to Tampa, Florida for the weekend. And last I did weekend. not. And I hate you for that. No, I don't. But how, how'd it go? I, it's, it's, uh, you've told me some things, but, but yes. give me some play by play. Oh, it was an awesome trip. We went, I took my wife, Deb, to go to the Orpheum Theater in Tampa, Florida. I'm going to tell you in a minute how this all came about. We went to the Orpheum to see three bands. It was actually five. And one of them we actually knew, the person in the band. We'll get to that in a minute. I don't spoil. Don't want to spoil it all too too soon. We went to go see Delane. Of course, anytime Delane rolls into the United States, I am there. Yes, Amorphous and Annika, who you know from oh, the Devon Townsend Project. Wow, that voice! <laughs> what a lineup it was! And opening the show was a band Somnit and Raymond who is in armor of God plays the keyboards for Somnit. So it was really cool because before the show, we're just walking down the street and Ryman recognizes me in downtown Ybor city. It was, and is like lithos cry. Is that you? I'm like, Ryman, is that you? And it was great. And Deb just stood there with her mouth dropped. <laughs> we actually know some of these people. And I also ran into people that we had met at the Haven a year ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, when Armor of God was playing there. One of the guys was like, hey, don't I know you from somewhere before? We were trying to put it all together, and then it came together. It's like, hey, wait a minute. It's, okay, it's the Haven the, in Orlando. The Haven in Orlando. So we were in Ybor City, and I love that city because it's very cultural, multicultural, I would say. It was uh, established by a Cuban immigrant, mm-hmm. and it was the cigar capital of the United States for, for a good while. Really? Yes, it was, yeah. A lot of cigar factories uh, still there. A lot of people still making cigars, but that was this big claim to fame. Uh, also, it, you have an Italian population there. 
some Germans eventually moved into that city as well. A lot of different cultural aspects. I got to eat my Cuban sandwich at Carmine's restaurant, which I was very excited about. I think that's one of the things I kept talking about the whole way on on the trip. (laughs) was how I was going to get my Cuban. And you got to get it with the press bread. You have to get it with the press. No, it's not a Cuban. It's just a sandwich. It's a, it's a sandwich. So it's really good that way with, with the press bread. What made the trip even more interesting is on Thursday night before we leave, I was sitting in here doing some preparation for before we went down there and working on some things. And Deb comes in. And she's like, you know, there's a tropical storm that's going to hit Tampa on Friday. I said, no, I had not heard that. Where'd that come from? So just before we get down there, this tropical storm, tropical storm Nestor, we'll talk about the name in a second, brews. We get down there at about three o'clock in the afternoon and it's starting to get dark and rain. And then all night, Friday night, the wind was just insane. And there were tornadoes in central Florida that night. It still rained through Saturday morning a bit. It rained a little bit while we were in line. And you'll hear during the interviews that I got in line, you'll still hear the wind blowing. When we got down to downtown Ybor City, there were palm tree branches just falling out of the palm trees while we were there because the wind was was pretty wild. So when we got down there, I asked Deb, I, I asked, what in the world does the name Nestor mean? I've never heard that one before. So you're driving and you're like, honey, Google this. We were in the hotel room. Oh, okay. uh, we were in the hotel room at this time. I, I asked, what does Nestor mean? She looked it up. Believe it or not, it means b- biblical miracle. Really? Yes. So that got me a little bit more excited about this trip. Okay. This was a trip that I was not, <laughs> I was not originally planning to do. I had heard that Delane was coming to the United States and we've been so busy up here with the podcast and everything going on. A uh, couple other projects we got in the works as if we don't have anything going on up here. I just didn't know that I was going to be able to make that show. Yeah, I mean, being independently wealthy as we are, it, <laughs> that greases the skids for a lot of extracurricular activities. Oh, it does. It really does. Extracurricular activities is our middle name. Yeah. So. Hey, that's high class kombucha. That is. Sipping it's, on. it's really good stuff. So just a few weeks ago. Deb and I have a friend. His name is Joey. And Joey has a symphonic metal band. It's a Christian symphonic metal band out of San Francisco. Deb was Joey's real estate agent here in Charleston and sold him a house. Okay. Really weird how God arranged this whole thing. And it's funny because when Deb's showing him houses, he turns on his stereo in the car and he's like, I bet you you don't know what this is. And he started playing the music. She's like, that's symphonic metal. And he's like, nobody knows symphonic (laughs) metal in the United States. So Joey texted Deb. We hadn't heard from Joey in a while because he moved to Florida to take another job down there, down to the Tampa area. So he texts Deb and says, hey, Delane's coming to Tampa. Are you guys going? And Deb read me the text. And I said, Deb, we are going. Yeah, you said one word. There. There. <laughs> we are so there. So I bought the tickets. I bought VIP tickets. For it's a good venue. I saw Nightwish and uh, who else we see there? I can't remember. Oh, you can't beat the Tampa yeah, I mean, venue. It, it was really no, cool. It, and they it, had good great. pizza near there, too. Yes, they did. There's a lot of good food down Back there. Back in my gluten days. <laughs> That's right. You ate that calzone that time. Oh, oh man. Yeah. And you were so sick the next I day was. after that. I you was. just made Me yourself gluten, so sick. No, they, they, no, they don't mix. So... I went ahead and bought the VIP tickets for Joey, me, and Deb immediately after I got that text, the day after. 
I bought the tickets and I texted Joey, hey, I got the tickets. And then the next day I find out that it was Joey's birthday. And that really excited me that I was able to bless somebody with something that he really was excited about and wanted to do. So we took Joey to the show for his birthday. Cool. And we had we had lunch with him and it was really, really neat. The whole experience there, Dan, was surreal, I think was probably the best way to describe it. I'm still absorbing everything that that happened while we were there. The show was absolutely phenomenal. Now, what made it even more fun, of course, we met Ryman, who was there uh, from Armor of God playing keyboards for Somnit. I love Armor of God. Those guys. Great band. Uh, Carla and Orlando from Armor of God met us at the show. So we got to enjoy the show with a whole bunch of our friends that are in different bands, which made the experience just just totally awesome. Yeah, if you're if you're in Orlando and you want to meet some cool people and you want to hear some great metal music, The Haven is awesome. Look up The Haven. Yes. It's a great metal scene. Well, I'm so glad, Glenn, that you were able to enjoy Ebor City because every time you say that, I think of Eeyore City and, and that you were like surrounded by like melancholy livestock like roaming around or something. <laughs> there were livestock. Uh, you remember the last time we were there, the roosters and the chickens in the streets? Oh, were they melancholy? They were not melancholy. No, they were out. <laughs> I had to... When I was driving down the road to find a parking spot, had to swerve a little bit out of the way to avoid a rooster and the little baby chicklets on oh. the road. They were trying to cross the street. That would make a great joke or something, wouldn't it? <laughs> Why did the rooster of Ebor City, the city cross, the, cross the street? So I figured I'd have a little bit of fun while I was down there, make this experience even more exciting. I figured I'd get some interviews because I want to know why. I think that's part of what makes this podcast fun is we want to know why. Yeah, we're curious. We're curious. So I wanted to know why people were there, besides to take in a great show, what bands they wanted to see, and what songs they liked. And I was, I've was i been chewing on this the past that's, couple of days. That's really cool. And people, it, I was able to get this off these interviews, most of them off my iPhone, and it Came out pretty good. Now, you're going to hear the wind in the background. Remember, Tropical Storm Nestor had just come through, and it was still still pretty windy. And it was a miracle. It was. <laughs> well, praying for some miracles out of this, really. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. It's good. So, Deb and I were walking down the street. We were looking for a pharmacy because the pressure changes and everything were affecting her sinuses. Because we had high pressure, low pressure going back to high. Oh, those storms bring in allergens by All the time, sorts man. of stuff. So it was. We wanted to make sure that we were comfortable and good before the show. So we're walking down the street, and this couple about our age looks at us, and he, I have my Delane shirt on. He's like, "Hey, that's a nice shirt." I'm like, "Hey, you like Delane? You go into the show?" He's like, "Yeah." I said, "Well." We do a podcast. Let's talk for a few minutes. So this is the first person that we caught on the side of the street going to go get some Advil for for Deb for the sinuses. And this is what we asked him and what we found out. Who is it you're going to see at the show tonight that you're looking forward to the most? Delane. What is it that you like about Delane? Um, The genre, the uh, symphonic um, rock, or I guess it's... uh, The metal? Metal, there we go. Sorry, yeah. I like... um, got into within i guess evanescence okay then within temptation and then now delane so kind of natural progression i think i found that very interesting yeah 
because that was the natural progression that I went through in finding these bands. Okay. Now, I've learned of, we both learned of Evanescence when we were in the cult. Yeah. And it was a big deal about that. That was some of the authorized music we could listen to <laughs> <laughs> while we were there. That, that was good. They opened up Pandora's box on that one for us with that. But it was within Temptation, the Dutch metal band. I have their tattoo on my arm, as a matter of fact. But it was them that I had heard when I was listening to satellite radio. And I wrote about this in my, I wrote about this progression in my book, Stones That Cry, about how God uses metal and how God used metal in my life while I was healing from a brain tumor, as well as going through a divorce at the same time. So I heard Within Temptation was totally blown away with the quality of the music because it's symphonic metal. I had never heard anything to that degree before. The soprano voice just totally hooked me. And what she was singing, it was the song, What Have You Done? Of course, I'm going through a divorce at this time, and it's about a breakup in a relationship. And of course, that's speaking to me. I'm like, well, this really speaks to me. And the whole time that I was going through the divorce and the healing process, most all of their songs spoke to me very specifically about the healing process, about relationship, helping me process the relationship. And also, it spoke to me that God was still with me during this whole ordeal that I was going through. So I found that very interesting that he went down the same progression that I did, because when I found Within Temptation, of course, you've got Pandora music, and that led me down the trail of finding all these other bands, and Delane Delane was one of them. So that's how I found Delane. And the first time that we saw Delane when they opened up for Nightwish, when we went up to Charlotte, North Carolina... For me to hear Delane play those songs live that I had listened to through that healing process and to actually see those people was really special to me mm-hmm. uh, to, to do that. So he went through the same natural progression that I went through. There's something definitely special about sym- symphonic metal. It's like yeah. there's a lot of people that'll be like heavy metal, ooh, right? Mm-hmm. But they hear symph- my, my wife is like that. I could be like, honey, check this out. It's Devin Townsend. She's like, aye, Danny. No. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't like it. I'm sitting there being moved to tears. She didn't get moved that way. Right. There's there's something about the mixture of symphonic metal, the the delicate soprano, the power of the music, the dark and the light. There's just some, you know, I don't know. It's amazing. I've been trying to put my finger on it. And I think that's something that we'll be able to do a little bit more with my friend Joey in the future when we bring him on the podcast, because he and I have talked about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's just something about it. There's a spiritual aspect to it. That's the best way that I can describe it, because most of the songs have a spiritual undertone to them. We're going to get to that in a mm. second. So I met this guy. We went and got Deb's medicine. And then we went to lunch with Joey, our friend that moved from Charleston, who's got his own band. And we had the opportunity to talk to Joey. And I got to talk to him a little bit about his interest in Delane and also a little bit about his band. So here's and you're going to have to bear with the wind in the background because it was it was quite breezy. Joey, how long have you been listening to Delane and how did you get into that? Well, hello, Glenn. Um, I've been listening to Glenn, to Delane for probably uh, probably about ten years, at least a decade by now. Um, I was in Southern California a long time ago, actually before ten years ago, and at the time I had an alt alternative rock band, and we're looking for a singer. Went on BandMix.com, and a lot of the female singers had these 
bands I've never heard of from the Nordic regions of Europe, like Delane and Nightwish and Epica, and I'm like, what? I've never heard of these bands before, so as soon as I started listening to some of those bands, I got totally hooked, Delane being one of my main uh, bands that I have in my Spotify rotation. What's your favorite song from them? Oh, my favorite song. Okay, so I it probably, uh, I gotta say Frozen. Oh, going I, way back. That's yeah, going way back. The reason why I say that, it was actually probably the first song that I really loved about them. And uh, the, the symphonic metal band that I started in San Francisco, that was one of the first songs that I had all my new members learn. And we covered for years, for for, for a number of years. So uh, I, I got to say that one. Huh. That, and it's also the quickest one off the top of my head. So that was the gold standard for your band. That was the gold standard for the band, yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your band. We're going to get you guys on in the future for an interview, <laughs> so let, let's talk about your band. Tell, tell our listeners about your band. Okay, well, it's uh, it's Amorous. If you go to facebook.com slash the uh, band Amorous, you can be able to see uh, some of that. We have some songs on Spotify. Um, one of them is called Straight Ahead, and another one is called Destiny Unfolding. We started out in San Francisco back in 2014 and uh i'm actually a school teacher on the side but actually that's my main thing <laughs> but as true. a rocker you kind of say you know, you're, you're a school you're teacher the, yeah i know i, I who, <laughs> it's Supports like i'm your a habit I guess I, <laughs> <laughs> that's right it gets me uh I, i'm able to to pay the bills that way but uh, i moved out to the san francisco area and I, at that time for about a year a couple of years i was already hooked into symphonic metal and so I decided to actually start a band because at the time I wasn't in a band and I was kind of new to the San Francisco area from coming from Southern California. Um, so I put this band together and again, it's going to be symphonic metal. And there was actually some of the members uh, of the band at that particular time never heard of symphonic metal. So I got them hooked on it as well. So we started doing cover songs. Actually, that was prim- probably what we did mainly for the first four or five years until I moved to the East Coast to just do the cover bands. And we played with other symphonic metal bands from the Bay Area that were doing originals, but we were the only ones actually doing cover bands at the time. So we were kind of like new at that particular genre and you know getting the band together. But since I moved to the East Coast and the last year, this was being a couple years ago in San Francisco, we get away got away from doing uh, covers and starting to make it our original. But um, yeah, so it's it's been probably about five or six years in the process. Like I said, starting in around 2014. Nice, nice. Yeah, we're gonna bring you guys on eventually, and we're gonna talk about some of your songs that you have and introduce our listeners to those. So um, tonight we're also going to get to see Annika. That's gonna be pretty awesome, isn't it? Oh yeah. We just met Ryman just a minute ago from Armor of God, and he's got another band, another project called Somnet, and they're opening up tonight as well. So I've already run into Martin from from Delane and Timo and Charlotte <laughs> on the corner of the street going to get a sandwich. So it's pretty awesome just sitting down here in Ebor City. This is great. We got uh, a bunch of roosters running around in the street too. So <laughs> if we get hungry, we can get chicken nuggets real quick. <laughs> I haven't seen the roosters yet, and uh, I got to say, you know, regarding the the venues and you know seeing some of these these people that are actually in the bands of the song or the of the bands that we're going to be watching it's it's kind of nice that the venues are still small and these bands are not as widely known here in the united states so they have the smaller venues it's a little more intimate you can actually run into them yes like, exactly. Like, exactly so i actually kind of like that I, <laughs> I and of course you want them to grow you of course right. you want the united states to become more popular and, and knowledgeable of this genre of music but as soon as that happens they're talking about stadiums and they're going to be they're going to be 
be like I ants know. to us. They're gonna I mean, be like Glenn and, Glenn and Joey. Who are those? Guys? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not gonna be bumping into them <laughs> in the streets, and and you know, getting you know uh, up against the stage is probably gonna be like five hundred dollars, and yeah. you know, a hundred dollar yeah. ticket. They're gonna look like ants. They're not gonna be able to see them anyway. <laughs> so this is actually kind of nice. It is nice, nice small <laughs> setting, and it's really kind of cool down here. I mean, I can smell the cigars down the street. It's just a really yep. great atmosphere here. So we're gonna talk to a few other people too. I see people starting to line up outside for the meet and greet, which we're going to be taking part in on a little oh, bit. Yeah. So, yeah, there we go. We're looking at the venue right here. Yeah, it was so I know you're familiar with this venue. You guys have been down here a couple been times. Been here this before, is, yep. So I'm kind of a newbie, and I actually didn't know that we were looking at the front door of the place. That is the front door right there, yep. It's bigger on the inside than it looks on the outside. It, it's kind of yeah, tricky. That's cool. No, I'm really excited about yeah, that. Cool. Man, we're going we're gonna to rock out tonight, man. It's yep. going to be awesome. Yep. It's I'm sure it's awesome. going to be loud, as most metal uh, concerts are. And we have our earplugs, just in case. Uh, well, if it's not loud, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> That's I a good point. My, I'm going to want my money back if it's not loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> we, have it, we, we have the earplugs back up, just in case. You know, just in case. But no, yeah, I get that, yeah. <laughs> I, I personally like to feel the music. and the Oh, music. I love to feel the music. Yeah. I love to feel the music. Physically and not just metaphorically. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All righty. Thanks, Joey. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> so that was our friend Joey. That he sounds we, super cool. He is super cool, super talented. He's the drummer. He started his band Amorous. Uh, they're kind of a remote band now. So the singer lives somewhere else. And they they what they do is they all take their tracks and email them and then have it all put together. And they are, they've got, they've got chops. They're really, really good. I want to get them on. They are a symphonic uh, Christian metal band is what they are. And they are just as good as anybody else that I've ever heard. They are really good. You know, what's crazy. All the metal interviews that we've done, it's not atypical to find somebody that is an educator or it's like well, what do you do well i'm a clinical psychologist on the side, yeah, on you the know, side. <laughs> and um, then i i shred metal guitar drums or whatever it's a and very uh he's very not just a teacher he's a science teacher interesting so you gotta be pretty smart to be a science teacher yep you really do that was fun talking to him as we were sitting there. I started to see the line growing for the VIP meet and greet. And you know the way these things go. We've gotten caught where we almost didn't make it in in time to get the good seats. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I've kind of learned how to catch the wave on these things a little <laughs> bit. And I saw people lining up and I thought to myself, ooh, good opportunity for interviews. So I got myself in line and started just asking people in line, hey, who do you want to see? Why? What's your favorite song? And the songs that they came up with, Dan, we're going to do a little bit of talk about them. I want to talk about that in a minute. We had a special surprise while we were in line, too. We met members of another band. So here's the first set of interviews that I got. Joey, how old Beefy, Beefy Fingers, Fingers here? Again. Yep, I'll edit that. I'll edit that. I'll edit that. <laughs> it's edit. funnier if you don't edit it. <laughs> so who are you excited to see tonight? Uh... Delane, Delane. And Amorphis. Seen them both many times, but they're awesome. And you're from, you're not from the United States, are you? Not originally. England, but I've been here 19 years. I'm a citizen now, so. What's your favorite Delane song? Honestly, can't tell you. I like it all. I really do. Who are you excited about seeing tonight? Delane. Delane? And where are you from? Uh, St. Pete. St. Pete. And what's your favorite Delane song? Uh, Masters of Destiny. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely. Actually, I was listening to that. I was listening to that on, in my truck on the way down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was really rocking out. Yeah. Definitely yeah. a different sound, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, 
I do a podcast. Can I ask you real quick who you're excited about to seeing tonight? I'm excited to see Delane. Where are you from? Tampa. Tampa. And what's your favorite Delane song? Uh, Hunter's Moon, probably. Okay. Like the new stuff. How long have you been listening to Delane? About two years. Who who are you excited to see tonight? Um, Delane and Annika. Oh, Annika. Mm -hmm. Okay. Have you ever seen Annika live before? No. She hasn't been over here, like, ever. Never. So this is is definitely (laughs) a first. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited. And who are you excited to see tonight? Every damn one of them. All right. That's what I like to hear. Especially Annika. Definitely. And I hear it's going to be an acoustic set. Yes, it is. From what I understand. I'm excited to see that. Yes, it'll be good. But every last one of those groups is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And where are you from? Jacksonville, Florida. So I found this interview very interesting. First of all, the guy that was from England, that's now a United States citizen, we met him at the Haven. We did. Yes, we did. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so eventually it started to click where we had all run into each other before. Uh, okay. So, But one of the things that I found very interesting is that most of the people in the line at that time were waiting for Delane and Annika. They had not mentioned Amorphous. I want to talk to you about them and, j- and talk to our listeners about them in just a minute because they blew me away. Totally. It was, mm-hmm. it was awesome. But the song that one of the people that we interviewed said they like Masters of Destiny. This is a song that came out back in February. And when it came out, I got very excited about it because it's a song that talks about the quest for eternal life and eternity. This is not your typical Delane song. Mm -hmm. They do have some songs that are like that, but most of them deal with human relations, human emotion, different issues that we face in life. Uh, One of them, Your Body is a Battleground, is about using substances prescriptions to battle all of the things that you have to deal with in life it's, it's a great song it's, it's very true but masters of destiny is very different and when i've watched the video for it i see someone who desires eden and is trying to get to eden like we've been talking about mm-hmm. uh dan i'm going to give you the words what are those last verses there dan used to be sure that i rolled the dice but can it be eternity is playing me yeah Good question, isn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. uh that's heavy. That is heavy. There's something there's just something about this genre of music that um I think draws people of sober thought mm-hmm. in a way because it, it can be jovial, it can be this, but it kind of by, bypasses, you know, Taylor Smith's a sli- Swift, whatever her name is, whatever <laughs> yeah. her last boyfriend is, that's right. kind of what you're going to get. And yeah. oh, he just doesn't understand me, right? And right. I'm not mocking her. She's talented. Whatever. Very talented. Not yeah. into it. But it's like um, that, if you like that. But then when it comes to questions of death, eternity, truth, I'm amazed at how metal in general and symphonic metal gravitates towards sober thought. It does. And, and this is a um, very, very sobering song. And I like how you see the visual that she has in the video. She starts out in the red. Now, there's a lot of symbolism here we can go into later. But notice she's wearing the white in the clouds. Hmm. To me, that's a desire for Eden. Hmm. In what way? Can you elaborate? Looking for the purity. And if you listen to their entire catalog, you hear that theme going back to their first album, Lucidity. Uh, there's that desire for purity, desire for light, desire for truth. It's it's all in there. So it's a consistent theme. And one of the songs that I really appreciate the most, and they played it at the show, is The Glory and the Scum. Hmm. And that song deals with the duality of mankind, 
how we can be good, but at the same time, we've got this problem that we can be absolute monsters. We can be the scum. Well, that's how many of our podcasts have we talked about kind of the, um, that we're the glory and the scum. Yeah. (laughs) I'm the glory and you're the scum, (laughs) but thank you. (laughs) No, just joking. But think about Glenn, when we were talking about the breadcrumbs, when you're thinking about life on earth, you think about the components of beauty of enjoyment, of inspiration, of family, of relationship, of love, of sexuality, of feasting, of of family, all the beautiful things. And then the contrast of that is the horror of loneliness, yeah. the horror of death, dying, disease, the horror of, whoa, so-and-so got a, can- got a, a tumor and, and they passed. And yeah. all of us have been stricken on both these things. And when you see the way that people are trying to make sense of that, it's very difficult to get away from morality, mm-hmm. judgment, truth, yeah, the scripture. You know, a lot yeah. of stuff happens it, it, it's there. It's all there. And, and that's one thing that I noticed about the fans. And I, this is what I enjoy about metal shows and going to them and interacting with the people that are there. They're like-minded like us. They're thinking about these things. It's something that they are concerned about. It's not just like, hey, yeah, we're going to go and hang out and have a good time tonight. These are deep thinkers that go to these shows and enjoy this type of music because I think a lot of it, try, it helps them kind of try to process through these things. They're not there to look cool. No. I mean, even though, I mean, even when, though you, I when, mean, when you and I bring the entourage <laughs> in and just bust down the double doors, it, it's got its effect, and we understand that. It does. It does. But going back to that song, The Glory and the Scum, one of my favorite lines in that is, Thorns remain, but flowers fade. Hmm. Boy, I know where the thorns came from. I think you do too, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all know that. Mm. So, a couple more interviews. Now, this one. You did really good interviews. Thank you. I, I try. You're kind of good at this. I try the best I can. This one was really special because I started interviewing this couple and I had no idea who in the world they were until we get somewhat into the uh, just before we enter into the show Mm -hmm. and we converse with each other all through the vip line awesome people it's jessica and javier come to find out they've got their own band in florida and dude it's called red calling they've got chops they are good this is not like hey we got this garage band and we kind of do it on the side Uh, we're gonna play a clip from one of their songs in a second so our listeners can listen in and i want to get them on the show and talk about because some of their songs deal with the same things we're talking about life death they got a song called breathtaker hmm interesting wow all right yeah, Pro- probably about cool. life and death a little bit so i asked her a question and she really was excited to see annika oh yeah she was really excited to see annika and it's really interesting the song that she says that is her favorite annika song so here we go so who are you excited about seeing tonight? Annika. I'm a huge fan of uh, The Gathering. Oh, yes. man, going all the way back. Yes, man. yes. I've, I've been a huge, huge fan since probably 2000, 2001. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite song from The Gathering? Oh, Even the Spirits Are Afraid. Okay. Yes. Okay. How about you? Who are you here to see? I'm here because of her. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 husband, that yeah. is a good husband. Yeah, I'm, I'm super honest, man. <laughs> but what's the, what's the band that we saw? Delane? Delane, yes. Uh, we yeah. saw them opening for uh, Lacuna. I think, I, think it was, I think they played with Lacuna Cole in Orlando, and yeah. I really like them, so I'm looking oh, yeah. forward to seeing them. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. They are. They are. My wife who's up the street, she's she's like you. She's here because I'm here. Because of, because of me, she's a good wife, and, but nice, she likes nice. Delane. She likes their artwork. So... 
the Jessica and Javier, awesome people. They gave me a little bit of rundown on the history of Ebor City while we were standing in line. I did not know that there are tunnels that run under the city, and those were used for bootlegging during the Prohibition era and also to bring in Chinese prostitutes into Ebor City. Huh. I had no idea. I, I was like, that is absolutely fascinating. Whoa. Uh, that, I mean, that's that's heavy stuff. So, but her favorite song, The Gathering, that's where Annika got started. The Gathering's a band that started in 1989 when all of this genre started to kind of evolve into what it is today. It wasn't until, mm, I think it was the 90s, the first album that Annika was featured on by The Gathering was Mandelian. Now, Mandelian is another word for the Shroud of Turin hmm. or mantle, which is interesting in and of itself. So she was with them. And the thing that I like about the gathering, and it goes back to a lot of the things that we were talking about, they used a lot of the psychedelic sound in what they were producing. They eventually had to develop their own production company and record label because other companies had a hard time kind of marketing them. It was it was difficult from what I understand from my research. And Probably because they were so unique. They were very unique. So I pulled up the song, Even the Spirits Are Afraid. I'm going to play a clip of it so that everybody can hear. And then I want to talk about the depth of this song. This is this is intense. And this is Annika in her early years. And yeah, during the show, Annika did an acoustic set. Oh, y'all, y'all FaceTimed me. I FaceTimed me. you, yeah. And I'm sitting there like, it's so hauntingly angelic. That's, yeah. 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 So here's Annika with The Gathering with Even the Spirits Are Afraid. Is she a brunette there? Yep. need to go any further wow man that's heavy and when i hear those words dan can you read the lyrics to that real quick you think you were earning burning the church of your god you were yearning learning the birth of your dirt did you think you earned it burning your god that you thought messed up your life question mark you spill red on my cloudy carpet wow dude and the title of that song is even the spirits are afraid. That reminds me of something in scripture that even the devils tremble. Yeah. And really, I think this is questioning somebody who is kind of giving God the finger because they think he messed up his, their lives. Wow. So why are you doing this? Why are you being so arrogant when even the spirits tremble? Well, there's something from, from a uh, foundational spiritual perspective that I feel, and I think you'll agree, if you go and you're inquisitive about God, about the reality of God, about the reality of the Bible, about truth, that moves God. God will answer you. Yes. How? 
when exactly that he does that he will do it and when you when he does you know that this will be him and um i can certainly attest to that absolutely absolutely so red calling jessica and javier i gotta play a clip of this this is their band this is their band the people that the people that i met in line okay all right that we just did the the good husband the good husband who's there for his (laughs) wife these guys are awesome here we go here's a clip What do you think? Wow. <laughs> no, they rock. They do, don't now, they? Which, what was... Is she, Jessica's she's the, the lead singer, okay. yes. And what, the Javier's playing the guitar. Okay, cool. What a sweet couple. No, and really professionally done. Very professionally oh. done. Awesome sound. The, the title of the song is Never Go Back. You can find it on YouTube. Dan, I got you one of their download cards so you can right, download some of those tunes. So it goes to show you never know who you're talking to. You don't. And my mother was right, is that you always need to dress nice because you never know who you're going to meet. <laughs> and I am glad that I dress nice for that entire event so I could meet Jessica and Javier. <laughs> uh, so what are you wearing today, Glenn? <laughs> Khakis. Rock t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, rock Jeans. t-shirt. Jeans, exactly. So... Somnit was the first band. Ryman's band was the one that opened up. Okay. Awesome band. I mean, they were just absolutely amazing. And there was actually somebody in line that was there to see Somnit. I mean, this was a multitude of different people with different things. So interviewed him real quick. Who are you excited about seeing tonight? Somnit. Somnit. All right. My friend Ryman plays keyboards for them. Shane. Uh, he's a uh, bass. So uh, if you're going to ask about favorite song, I like the entire album. Sojourn was really, really good. They had another one in 2017. Haven't gotten that one yet. So he was there to see Somnit. They opened it up. What a band. They are a doom metal band. And they leveled the doom. But the thing that I like about their doom metal... Go ahead, Dan. These genres. I mean, all the different ones... I don't, I think I know what gothic or symphonic <laughs> is. Uh-huh. Doom, lay it on me. I don't, I don't know that from what, what is Ryman could probably give a better definition of that, but a lot of your doom metal deals with the darker side of life oh, and, okay. and grappling with those things. Okay. That's what I really appreciated about the I lyrics. I didn't think it was going to be the sunny side of life. No, 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 it's not. No. <laughs> we got a new doom metal band called the, the sunny, sunny side. side of life. Okay. <laughs> One of the <laughs> the most of the most of the vocals are growls for doom metal, uh-huh. but sometimes they they switch over to clean vocals. That's what Amorphous did. We'll talk about them in a second. But what I really liked about Somnus vocals and their lyrics is you could understand the the growls, you could understand what they were singing, 
and it dealt with the issues of life. One of the songs was actually, I'm, I'm missing something. What did I miss? I'm missing something somewhere. So you're dealing, trying to process the darker side of life. And that's what I really appreciate about it. It's what I call, would call music that matters. Hmm. It goes beyond entertainment. That's kind of it, eloquent, Glenn. Thank you. Thank you. Every I, I, once in a while. That uh, eloquence was brought to you by kombucha. (laughs) (laughs) GT's kombucha. GT's kombucha. Very delicious. So that was awesome. There was another band after them, but Annika, oh, Dan, you know, I FaceTimed you during that. She did acoustic covers. She did a Chris Cornell cover. She did Dolly Parton, Jolene. She did E.A. from Devin Townsend. That was the one I FaceTimed you in on. And it was just angelic. And you're going, here's the incongruity of it all is you have people there for doom metal and growling and this and all these different things. And then probably the whole place was beautifully thrilled to hear Annika. Yes. This angelic, there's yes. something about metal. Why is it? Okay. Even going into hair metal, uh-huh. 80s hair metal, good, bad, whatever. The Scorpions, they had great slow oh, songs. Yes. Right? Yes. You had even like White Snake or mm-hmm. some poppy metal, but they had some a good slow song, at least one or you know, whatever. It's always been this thing that metal people get slow songs. Nevermore slow songs are touching and moving. Totally. Why? Why is that? The, I think because they have the freedom to do that. So well, they get all out the angst and then they're like, it's the backdrop. It's I is I, it I don't know. I do know this is that these bands and these artists write their own music. They're not pulling it from a catalog. Okay. So like Celine Dion, she's not writing her own music. Mm. Loverboy didn't write their own music. <laughs> they didn't. You remember the episode of Family Guy with Ann Murray in it where Stewie and, and Brian go to see Ann Murray and they're like, what's the meaning of Snowbird? And she starts explaining what the writer meant and they get very disappointed that she didn't write the song. <laughs> so most of the stuff that you hear in the United States on radio that is pop music is not written by the musician. So when you have metal, it's not a very, as Devin Towns would say, lucrative genre genre at yeah. all. So who cares? We're going to write about okay. what we're going to write about. So you get more authentic art. You get authentic art. That's what you get with metal. That's why I like metal. That's why God can move in metal. Interesting. Because it's authentic. Hmm. And you have very sensitive people that are expressing what they see and what they feel. They're expressing their desires and what they long for. If you listen to the catalog of a metal, any particular metal artist, and you listen closely to the lyrics and you study those lyrics, you can get a very good read on their heart and what they desire hmm. out of life. They. The sensitive, I think, every metal show that we've ever been to, you're standing in line. You may see some black T-shirts, some piercings, some some whatever like that. But everybody is really, really cool. Yeah. It's like smart, sensitive, articulate people that are, are very just genuine. I don't know. I, I've I've really adored our interaction with, uh, with metal fans. I love... I'm sure there's some meatheads every. <laughs> well, you get meatheads in every community. You there's gotta always... find a meathead. I want a meathead interview. <laughs> Not all these nice people. There's, there's always one. Like a great husband. <laughs> so, I said, speaking of the great husband, I spoke about the great wife. Hey, my wife is here because I'm here. She appreciates Delane because. And I then like she punches Delane. you and says, "I'm here for." <laughs> I'm here for amorphous. Is what it came down to. Okay. All right. So everybody's talking about, hey, you know, I'm here for Delane. I'm here for Annika. I'm here for Somnet. And amorphous was amazing. 
Okay. I was blown away. I was familiar because they use Annika like Devin does in, in their songs. They are melodic doom metal. There's growls, but they go back and forth in between the growls and the clean vocals. They've so been, you have the yin and the yang. You have exactly. as, I guess, the well, yin. Or, well, even The Gathering started as a doom metal band, and they brought Annika in to kind of change the sound a little bit. Okay. It became more what that you was, would call... That was interesting. I don't even know how to classify that. That is kind of like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard oh, to me. Oh, yeah, man. That, that's kind of that area where it's like, oh, this is really cool. I don't know what this is, but I really like it. Yeah. That, that's what I put that as. So Amorphous. They get up and I'm like, okay, how's Deb going to react to this? Because they are, they're hardcore and they've been around for 30 years, but they're tight. They're from Finland. Oh, good stuff from Finland. Okay. So they get started and I look over at Deb and she's just kind of standing there bopping back and forth. I'm like, okay, this is, this is interesting. And they get through the first couple songs and she taps me on the shoulder. She's like, I really like them. I was like, yeah, okay, okay, there we go. That is interesting. She liked them so much that I was buying her a T-shirt at the end of the Whoa. show. She's like, I want an amorphous T-shirt. I'm like, okay, we're going to get one. Dude, so, cr- crushing the merch. Yeah, crush, crushing See, the merch. It's kind of funny. The other day, like, I'm listening to Devin Townsend, and I pro- I play it really loud. I have quite a That's system. the only way to play it. It is. And then my wife's like, hi, Danny. And I'm like, uh, okay. And then the next day or two or three days later, I'm sitting with my daughter and we listen to a lot of different stuff. My 18 year old daughter loves Primus. Okay. Okay. So we're listening to Tommy the Cat live. Yeah. I love Tommy the Cat. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Primus is up there and she loves it. The way he does that, that dance, he's got his like civil war looking outfit on the whole bit. And then my wife is like, I don't know, doing something in the kitchen. And so it's right there. The kitchen is part of this room. And then she's like, I don't really like your loud music, but that group is interesting. (laughs) That's her saying, I want the T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Crushing merch. You know, so now I've I've ordered a bunch of Primus merchandise. Primus is awesome. They are awesome. Talented, gifted. And when you're that talented, you, you can be weird when you're talented. Yeah, you can pull it. We're off. not there yet. We're trying to get there, but we're trying to get to the where we can be. I think we're weird, weird enough, but I haven't figured out yeah. the talent thing. The talent thing, no, no. So amorphous, amorphous. The first song that they played on their set list was the B. And after listening to this song, I want to take like a sabbatical and study bees for like ten years. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to give you a taste of amorphous. These guys are awesome 2.8 million yes views. and i think i think that their iq levels all of them in the band probably rocks einstein and tesla together wow i mean just intelligent i'm on team tesla that guy <laughs> yeah here we go here's a little bit of the b
Wow, Whoa, dude. <laughs> you know what I really like? What's that? That they start with a very um, kind of a micro dynamic of the bee. Yes. And then it goes out and expands almost kind of like the universe expanding all the way out into stars being lit and collisions and all the, the art going on. And I find it magnificent for people that are being drawn by God and don't even know it. Yeah. Or wherever they're at. I don't I don't know them, but it's they they see these things and are trying to make sense of the world around them. And Glenn, sometimes you know what I hate? If I go to a church, yep. Here you and go. then you hear people being very mealy mouthed in prayer yep. or even myself. What I like to do is sometimes before I even address God, I like to think about the immensity of the universe that I'm actually considering that in faith I'm going to speak to the creator. Yep. The, the planet maker smasher you know yeah that guy cameron explosion yeah the the him who speaks worlds into destruction or into life or right. and then i sit there and it really makes me understand a lot of the embitterness against the things of god against the bible against church because it's like when people are like well oh i keep god in my pocket like you know it's just um and and this type of metal is big. It's open. It's like whoa! What would get stoked off looking at a, a quasar or a bee? A bee. And, a and, quasar and that's psychedelic. The that and you notice the video. It's psychedelically based. Yeah, yeah. And so, listening to the early gathering, you've got the psychedelic element. Listening to Amorphous, you have it's doom metal. So there's a a cross between the psychedelic as well as the doom metal, facing the deeper darker questions of life and not just like shake it off shake it off or <laughs> oh or you know just oh oh mm, mm, barf bucket please get real barf bag post <laughs> so but you could sense that when they're up there singing and it just drew you in and just totally totally enthralled oh, it's moving it, it was very moving <laughs> love these guys love this band the, these are guys that i'd love to just sit down and talk to wow be like Dude, tell me about the bee. What do you see in the bee? What you know? How did how did you get from the bee to the quasars? How did you get there? What what's moving you? That just fascinates me. I like to know the why. And these people, all of them, Delane, Amorphous, Annika, Somnit, they're all asking and talking about the why. Why? Yeah. Why? There's yeah. more to this, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. This is a temporal existence that we're in right now. Everything that we see. We only see one, what, how many dimensions do we see, Dan? Two, three, three? We're three-dimensional? Yeah, three-dimensional as far as, I mean, we know there's more. There's more, <laughs> but, all right, but we only see a certain number of dimensions. That's probably the best way to put it. Got to do a little bit of research on that. But we only see so much, but there's so much more that we don't see. And I think all of these bands, all of these artists know especially with Charlotte there with Masters of Destiny from that video, you can tell that she's like, yeah, there's there's more to this than, yeah. than what I see. Same thing with Amorphous. And when you go back to Annika with even the spirits are afraid, I mean, this is brilliantly written. This is more truth than I've heard in a lot of churches preached across the United States and yeah. throughout the world. Glenn, we may receive some criticism from Christians and non-Christians of thinking, oh, you guys are reading in a whole lot to all this stuff. You're trying to Christianize every artist out there that writes heavy metal about the universe. We're really not. No. Okay. And no. It's, it, the fields are widened to harvest, and people are dealing with death. They're dealing with the sickness, sickness with with morality, with immorality, with um, 
you know, the, the ancient Stoics, they would apply all of their IQ, all of their giftedness. They would try to maintain or develop mastery over their will, over their habits, over their lifestyle. And what they discovered was that it was very, very, very unruly. Yeah. And then they would see like a Christian, this guy was like, could have been shoveling manure, you know, a few months ago, he was a slave or something, but he got saved. And then they see him facing the lion with this poise and this calmness and they freak out because they don't understand. Glenn and I totally believe that there's truth, truth to the word of God. Absolutely. And when these people are singing these things about the universe, about the great why, you kept saying it Yeah, the great why. Uh, This why, why is this? Why am I breathing? Why are these questions? Why is this bee? How does that bee exist by something they've never found evidence of this supposed evolutionary, like mysterious, creation that just keeps creating everything it's it's sorry it didn't happen no one has ever looked at the mona lisa and said whoa i wonder when that just um came into being right right exactly. when did, hey look at that uh, building over there that's exquisite i love the yeah. way the, the glass the bricks just the, got there by themselves it doesn't happen so when you look at a bee you look at all of the the crazy stuff that it does they make honey you could sit there and study honey and freak out and fear god you know i mean real quick so real quick hmm. For me, the big why. as I was going through the recovery from the brain tumor, mm-hmm. as I was going through the divorce and all the tumult with that, it's this music that kept me going because even though I believe the truth and I've been redeemed, I had a, cl- a lot of questions as to why. Yeah. So I could relate to everything and I still can because I have a lot, I still have a lot of questions as to why. Well, a lot of your theological training and experience was of no use to you temporarily. Yes, it was. The the core of it, of going like God, but I don't believe that you're like what they kept telling me. The word of God didn't give you much comfort. You were in an alone place. Yes. And you were dealing with the big why, but you were dealing with it, it, the universe, my life. Why are these things happening? My brain, my um, mortality. Yeah, you face that real quick with yeah, you a brain will. tumor. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Mm. So jumping out of airplanes. <laughs> yes, we can talk about that in a later edition. So to wrap up the entire weekend, Deb and I met Carla in Orlando in Oviedo, Florida. Love those guys at Rock and Brews for a brunch. Is that where we went? That's where we went. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's it's it was just as good as the last time. Okay, I had the Belgian waffle. Don't don't. Dude, you and gluten and carbs, you got to come to the dark side. I'm still sporting the size 32 pants, bro. I know. <laughs> it's, all the, it's all the running. So we got to talk to Carl in Orlando, catch up with them, and we got to get their insights into the show and talk about what they're doing and what's going on. A sweet interview time. So we're going to leave you with our interview with Carla and Orlando from Armor of God, and they are going to be at the East Coast Metal Church in Florida. On January 4th. Where is that? That is in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. I'm going to have to look that up. I did not do enough show prep to to look that up, but I do know this. I will be there with them on January 4th at the East Coast Metal Church, and I'm really looking forward to that trip. My dream of becoming a roadie is coming true. (laughs) (laughs) So here's Carla and Orlando from Armor of God in the sweet interview time that we had with them. We are in... 
Florida with our friends Carla and Orlando from Armor of God. And yes, we just had a huge brunch at Rock and Brews. Hard to believe it's been a year that we talked the last time. I know, time flies. It's, it's been great. It's been great seeing you again. And we had a great time at a show last night. It was amazing. And we had a great food right now. The food was awesome, and the show was real good last night. Carla, your thoughts on the show last night at the Orpheum with Delane, Amorphous, Annika, and Somnet? It was fabulous. We really had a great time. I was telling I was telling Deb, your wife, that I felt that the whole place had a certain energy about it and the rhythm to what we were listening. It really made for a great night of rock and roll, and we were certainly tired at the end of it, which is how you should feel, you know, when you have a night of rock and roll, you know. And we were so glad you guys were there to enjoy it with us. It was really sweet to be there and to see Raymond from Armor of God with his other project, Somnet, playing keyboards and doing some background growls. Uh, for you guys, it was kind of like watching your kid in a school concert, wasn't it? Yep, pretty much. And, and, and also, he, he's uh, the, uh, the musical... Um, well, he, he flies like butter, butterfly, musical butterfly, because he likes to... He, he had different projects. Mm-hmm. He's on, th- uh, well, three projects. But Somnet, uh, maybe disbanding uh, um, that's what I heard but he has another project um, called Animus Invicta actually where he plays the bass in that one yeah. and he's the lead singer on that one <laughs> as well Multi, multi-talented guy yeah. yeah we're so blessed to have him on our band also, you know? he still has his own project called On Soul Wings where in that one I play the drums <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's like a multiverse it's kind of like when you watch comics yeah. you know there's a there's another universe where Orlando is actually a drummer I guess <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check I'm gonna have to check that out the thing that I really appreciated about Somnet last night first of all they're tight I mean the, the yeah. show that they did was tight the quality was good um, actually the quality was excellent and having that keyboard in there really added a lift uh, to the whole what they, what they were putting out there and the whole time I was listening to them I appreciated it because the lyrics were raw, they were real. Um, it really just it really just added to the whole atmosphere for that. I think it set it up really well. It reminded me a lot of Serenia in a lot of ways. Uh, their approach. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, Serenia is a very wonderful band, and and it has a certain feeling to it and and an emotion to it. That's another thing yeah. that I felt from Somnet gives you a certain emotion, but then like you're saying the. The keyboards bring some brightness to it too. Otherwise, you'll feel like a little depressed by the end of the <laughs> by the end of their set. But it was it was very nice. The same thing with Amorphous. I I really enjoy watching Amorphous live, and I I thought you guys actually enjoyed it very much yesterday. Mm-hmm. And they have a way of conveying that emotion, and it's raw, and it might even be a little somber. But also the the accents on the music keep you going, and it was really amazing. I love Amorphous. That was very interesting to watch Deb last night during Amorphous because of, of the acts that were there. I thought that would be the one that she would least like. But, Deb, is you're th- you're, you're, right Deb is wearing their shirt right now at Rock and Brews. She got the shirt. Deb, what were your thoughts on Amorphous? I was very surprised. I did not expect to like them at all. Um, I came in thinking, okay, I'm doing this to be with my husband. I'm supportive. We're going to have fun together. And, and I enjoyed it. I was rocking. <laughs> Their quality, I mean, they've been around for 30 years. Yes. They, they've been doing this for a while. They sounded good. You could understand what they were, what they were singing about. And, again, it had that whole, it was 
dealing with the issues of life is really what their music about is about. Same with Somnet. That's that's what the music was about. And then the the real treat of the evening was Annika. Yes. What do you think of that Dolly Parton cover of Jolene? Oh wow! It was really interesting to see the whole metal venue singing Jolene together. Yeah, <laughs> that was magical. Yeah. And like you said, uh, Glenn, she actually paid such great tribute. She sounded better than Dolly Parton singing that song, and she got all the metalheads just singing with her. And it was it was a little bit of magic last night. And she, and she she's an amazing vocalist. Yeah, like I've did. never seen her live. Like and especially the, this raw acoustic set, mm-hmm. you can really tell her voice how controlled it is yes. like everything uh, not not a single no. out of tune was no no yeah and that was not out of tune with no auto tune i mean that yeah, was yes. just <laughs> that was just raw <laughs> the way yeah. that it was yeah. so how about delane what did you think about delane last night Delane is close to our hearts. You know, we've seen Delane many, many years ago when they weren't really that big over here in the USA. We were watching them at the Prague Power in Atlanta, which is a wonderful event to get exposed to bands from Europe. And in my case, you know, I saw them for the first time there. And it's to see them after so many years and see how wonderful they sound, how they get everybody rocking, everybody. Even the bartenders were like glued to the show. It was amazing. She's great. She has a great energy about her and the sound is just like amazing you know it was like listening to a cd you know the quality i mean i know that the venue that we went to it's good because we play there as musicians we also go and just watch the bands their sound is fantastic there and it was almost like listening to you know like being inside of a live recording of a professional recording for one of these bands it was amazing absolutely the music the sound just filled the room you could mm-hmm. you could hear it you could understand what they were singing and you could feel it and that's one of the things that i really like about going to a live show is feeling the music through my feet and everything mm-hmm. that's just a lot of fun well we've talked about all these other bands but orlando the big the sixty-four thousand dollar question today is what has armor of god been up to since we met a year ago well, we've been uh, composing uh, new material, and we after after we talked last year, we, we did a, our big show in Mexico at the Exodus Fest. It, it was amazing; it was great. Uh, Theocracy played in that show, and also POD was the main act. And uh, Pending Doom, oh, Pending Doom okay. was there. Yeah, that every a lot of people loved that one for like really death metal. So, you know, some other Mexican bands that were great. Uh, so we did. Uh, I did a, a demo, uh, an EP, uh, but it's a demo EP. Basically, it's called Warrior of Light. It's available out. It's very home, home base uh, feel. So uh, Raymond loves it because he he gives in. It's that raw feeling of like, this is nothing really extra professional, but it's very raw and it's in your face. So mm-hmm. it still rocks. I mean, it's it's, it's great, uh, but. In the future, we plan to re-record those songs uh, in a more professional way, along with other new songs, and then eventually uh, end up with a full-length album. Uh, In the meantime, we're working on one new track that we're going to release as a single, uh, and we're going to use that single to advertise and hopefully crowdfund uh, the next album. The single name is titled God Rather Than Man. And uh, I like that. Uh, yes, yeah. it's, 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 it's great. I, I love that. I can't wait to put the lyric video out there because uh, I think that's a very strong message, message that right I feel 
and everyone in the band feels uh, it's a message that needs to get out there because the media is always telling us what to do and uh, you know people and government and this and that and you know what what who are you going to follow you know and who speaks the truth here what's convenient for them or what's convenient for god so that's that's the message I like that. That is that is so timely. God rather than man. And we're going to do some podcasts on that in the in the near future because that's something that really God's been stirring in me and learning how to walk in the Spirit. And one of the things that I've learned over the past couple weeks is that sometimes I get it, but other times I'm like a blockhead when it comes to when when it comes to following following the Spirit of God and what He wants you to do. But the cool thing is is that what happens is that there's so much grace that's available that when you blow it he's already got something in place to 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 take over basically where you kind of kind of mess it up so (laughs) that that's cool um warrior of light tell us a little bit you talked about that song a little bit the last time that we met tell us a little bit more about the lyrics of that song and what it is you want the listeners to get from that song warrior of light is is very direct song also like you know, I won't give in into darkness. I, I, I won't let fear rule my life. You know, I, I'm going to let the light shine and I'm going to be a warrior of light. Um, and I'm going to have the sword in my hand, you know, and the sword is a spiritual sword. And everything is a spiritual, it's in the spiritual realm. Like what I believe, what Jesus teachings, teaches, uh, Jesus always taught us about nature, for example. And he's like the a grain of uh, the the mustard seed or the the sun or water. You know how you need to plant uh, a tree. If the tree is rooted by the river, it has strong roots. Uh, but if it's far away, the roots are not strong because of the water and the living water. And so everything that is told by Jesus in the realm of you know material things and nature has a spiritual teaching to it. And that's what it comes down to. Everything that that we learn from nature has a spiritual teaching because God wants us to learn from nature because we're the stewards of this planet. So we should look to this planet to teach us how to be strong spiritually and how to deal with uh, spiritual forces of good and evil as well. It's true then that there is no excuse when we look at the creation mm-hmm. to know that there is a creator. That is awesome. And a lot of people get that messed up because then they start worshiping the creation rather than the creator because there's so much power in the creation that's around us. That is, that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Carla, you've got East Coast Metal Church coming up in January. Tell our listeners about that, especially we have listeners in Florida that probably want to, want to go to that. Well, East Coast Metal Church has been founded around three years ago. They're actually going to be celebrating their third year anniversary very soon, November 2nd. I think so, yes. So it's a project uh, that meets and gets together all the metalheads in the area that want to have a wonderful rocking night out, but they also want to hear his message and they want to connect through the spirit. So they have their own local band and they also bring other bands like our band, Armor of God has played there and uh, actually offered the people that are normally going to a regular church, right? They go to the, what's the name of the regular church on that side? 
Oh, East Coast. It's the East Coast uh, Christian Christian Ministry. So, so yeah, Christian Center. So then they meet once a month, and then all the rockers get together, and we had a wonderful night based in you know his teachings. Uh, Interesting. uh, They are going to have an event coming up in the beginning of the year. They're going to kick kick the um, kick up the year, the new year, with Armor of God playing a full length concert. We actually get like an hour and a half that we're going to be playing there and sharing the spirit and we actually invited Glenn officially already. We will be there. Okay. He, he, you guys heard it. He confirmed his coming. So we're hoping he's going to also cover the event for you guys. So it's happening. It's happening on the 4th of January and uh, we can't wait you know, to share it with the world because it's it's a wonderful thing that they're doing over there um, and we just want if, if we can share it through your podcast and any other avenues that we can find it's great because I think it's a great idea i wish more churches were doing this you know mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely one of the things that struck me again last night and i want to get deb's perspective on this because this was her first time really interacting with the people at a show like this you go to a metal show you see all these people dressed up in black some of them look a little scary uh they got beards big beards and everything like that but they are the nicest people that you would ever want to meet. And we had a lot of conversations with different people. Deb, what was your impression of the people that were there at the Orpheum last night for the show? Um, Great people. It's just an example of how you really can't judge a book by its cover. If you see someone and you're not sure you can relate, talk to them. Because there are some awesome people out there. And I got to meet a lot of great people last night. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. One thing I noticed um, that I actually didn't mention this to you guys, but I was thinking about it. Did you guys realize we weren't searched or none of our bags were opened uh, when we went into this venue? And we had a wonderful night of rock and roll. We were all having fun together and nothing bad happened. Because when you really think about it, in in the rock and roll and the heavy metal community, it's almost like a family. It's like like a good kinship. You know that, oh, he's wearing that shirt. He must be a cool guy. And, you know, sometimes people have certain misconceptions about what might happen in an event that's, you know, all heavy metal and pretty doom. And it was pretty heavy last night. That know? was that was a heavy yeah. evening. of That was, was not uh, that was not a Jack Johnson concert. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't. I mean, the, the subject matter, going back to what the subject matter was, you're dealing more on the gothic side. You're mm-hmm. dealing more with just human emotion. Uh, you're dealing with uh, depression. And, and things like that, and the lyrics. When you picked up on son of uh, the the first song that Somnit did, just talking about there's got to be more to this life. That I, I must have missed something somewhere. Where is it? That's the kind of music I can sink my teeth into, and I like to listen to, and it helps me understand the people that are on that are on the stage. Yeah. Now, the song that always gets me when Delane comes on stage is Mother Machine, mm. because. It's a song about the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> and you're rocking out to a song about the, uh, the Industrial Revolution, which is, which is really cool. Anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, well, uh, keep listening to this Get Real podcast, man. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's, <laughs> thanks, it's, thanks, thanks, thanks. Uh, I listen on my way to work, and I, ha- I have a great time. I-, I wish I was there having that conversation with them. Like, oh, I want to say something right now. <laughs> you know? uh, uh, well, you could. But I also I don't think gonna hear enjoy you. <laughs> listening to uh, the other people that yeah. they interview. I-, I learn from them, and I 
try to go look them up in Facebook and be their friends in Facebook as well. So I think we build a, a bigger family of, of, of Christian metalheads and people that want to make this world a better place. So Absolutely. that's kudos to, to the podcast for that. Thank you, Orlando. That's one of the things that Dan and I have really been enjoying in doing this. When we came down to meet you a year ago, we had three or four editions out. We're up to like number 50 coming out this week, which is exciting. But what we've seen is we've seen a community arise out of this, and we have friends. And I was sharing this uh, the other night. When we do a podcast and we have the in-studio interviews, it turns into a whole evening of fellowship with food, people sitting around the table, sharing what God's doing in their lives. And to me in a lot of ways, and maybe you've seen this too, guys, that's kind of what the ancient church was more like than what we're used to today. Any comments on that? Oh, that is so true, Glenn, really, when you put it that way. You know, that is exactly how church started. And we need to get back to our roots. We need to focus on what's really important, which is those relationships, you know, with everybody that, that shares our beliefs and also opening our table to people that might not have the same beliefs, but let them also experience, this is how I shine God's light through me. Are, are you open to it? And then we move forward from them. You know, in our band, Armor of God, we have a lot of different faiths and beliefs uh, merging to one group of people, merging to six people that are like family to us. And we always keep keep our hearts open to what is it that God is telling you at this point in your life? How are you understanding things at this point? And how is that making you a better person? And, and live through it. I think that your podcast is also an avenue for people to share in that way, in a very open way, just like Orlando was saying. He learns from every, every podcast, you know, and from the people that you bring. So follow the crew follow it to its next you know venue and and see what it's all about you know we're very 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 happy to be part of this glenn thank you thank you and i learned from every podcast as well, <laughs> as well. Oh, yeah. it's, it, it's a learning a learning process for both dan and i as we've been doing it so where can our listeners i know that we've got a whole bunch of new listeners since the last time we talked where can they go find out information about armor of god where can they get your music where are they where can they get your cds well, the uh, easiest place would be our website, armorofgodmusic.com. And from there, there's the links to everything else. Merch, music, you know. Tickets, where, shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, and all that. Yes. Awesome. Guys, thank you. It's been so good seeing you. We're going to see you again in January. I will be here. I've made that commitment. Uh <laughs> I'm going to be here. It's going to be awesome. awesome. It's going to be awesome. Is it as warm in Florida in January as it is right now, or does it cool down? It depends. We, if there's we can't a... fully promise that it's going to be cold, but we promise it's going to be a little bit less humid, because yes. <laughs> well, this humidity is nothing compared to the humidity box we live in up in South Carolina. So, Guys, thank you so much. Listeners, check them out, Armor of God, uh, armorofgodmusic.com. Get their music. It'll encourage you. It'll uplift you. Share it with people that don't even believe because it is just good music. It, it's really good. It's uplifting, and it glorifies Christ. That is that is the key right there. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank Glenn. you. Thank you, guys. Lithoscry.com.